watching the um video with um what's his name ron isley and uh kelly oh mr biggs yes contagious mm-hmm. you're contagious Trust girl me. i'm saying watching this video and i'm like doing this entire commentary nobody's listening it's just me but i'm like picking up all these things from the video like yo Mm-hmm. This is like the best video ever. Mm-hmm. Why does he pull out a fucking sword? <laughs> what? At the end, he was like, "You have better leave this place." I'm about to catch a case. I'm about to catch a case. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> and he pulls and he starts pulling the sword out. <laughs> the sword. <laughs> <laughs> you know he old because the way he says shit. <laughs> and I turn the TV down because I thought I heard a squicker sound. Oh, I'm like, what's a, what's a squicker sound? Don't y'all, don't you do this. Don't do it. Cut it black, shit. Back, back on the air. Just thinking out loud. Back on the air. Just thinking out loud. Back on the air. Let's go. We're back. Thank you for listening. You can check us out on jtolmedia.com and on Twitter at jtolmedia. Check us out on Facebook at Just Thinking Out Loud Media and the Nerdy Black Chick Talk Radio Show pages. You are listening to Just Thinking Out Loud. Listening to Just Thinking Out Loud, the podcast where the nerdy black chicks talk about news, politics, entertainment, current events, pop culture, and of course, what? General Ratchetness. I am Lavinia at Shibi showing up on Twitter. And of course, I am here with my co host and my fam, Abuja Rising. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to the show. Welcome back, welcome back, and you know what this is, if you paid attention to the title of the show, this is what, Toddies and Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Toddies and Bullshit, and Toddies and Bullshit, bullshit. hey, ho, (laughs) hey, ho. (laughs) You remember when everybody used to do that at the parties? Hey, ho. Yeah, that's what you used to do. When you get turned all the way up. That was before turn up. You knew a party was right when people said, hey, oh, <laughs> now it's turn up, 
time before it was hey ho so don't forget your roots people don't forget (laughs) exactly i'm about to start to bring some of that old stuff back (laughs) (laughs) since apparently since apparently there's some words that get people a little bit upset like don't say hoes anymore we going back to skeezers oh shit skeezers chilling with my posse Mm, posse <laughs> what about echo in here? What about Audi Five Thousand? Remember that? I'm Audi Five Thousand. Did you all used to I'm say that? I'm still. I I I'm still Audi. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> I might not put the five. Well, I put the five thousand on there occasionally, depending on the mood I'm in. Audi Five Thousand. Peace. Every time I do this, I'm going back to peace. Cast in full effect. Mm-hmm. She be showing enough. Boo Jello rising. Toddies on a Tuesday. That's right. That's pretty damn bad. Mm-hmm. So if you want to contact me on the social media, you can hit me up on Twitter, which you know I'm not even going to do myself like that. At she be show enough. This S H E B E S H O N U F F on the Twitter, and of course, Bougetto Rising can be found where on Facebook at Bougetto Rising, and you can find me on Instagram as well. I'm at Bougetto Rising on Instagram, and if you follow me, I will follow you back. And of course, just excuse me. Wow, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be an interesting episode mm-hmm. um you can follow just thinking out loud on twitter at jtol media we also have a facebook page just thinking out loud media where we just update with our uh pretty much our new show episodes or where you can find us and also you can hang out at what is the jtol water cooler that's the nerdy by chicks talk radio show page and that's what we just Post links to, I don't know, questions, discussions, topics, links to articles, think pieces, whatever. We feel like it's just something interesting to look at, read about, even cute stuff. You post some of the cutest videos. Oh, thank you. That's when I'm up and I'm suffering from insomnia and I find all this cute shit on the web. And that's why I can't sleep because I'm looking for cute shit. And so, yeah, I share it. It's cute. So what we I go do. from cute, cute to ratchet in like <laughs> 10 seconds. <laughs> and if you want to think out loud, of course, you can shoot us an email at jtolmedia at gmail.com. Or you can give us a call, leave a message, and if it ain't crazy, we might air it on one of our upcoming podcasts. And the number there is 515-999-JTOL. So holler at us. Let us know what's going on. What you got? What's going through that beautiful mind of yours? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to go ahead and dive into some of the stuff that's going on, some of this bullshit <laughs> that's going on in the world today. And um, I think I want to start with your girl, Madonna. Oh, my God. 
say yes, let's start with her. Sorry. Let's, let's start, start at the bottom. With- start at the bottom. <laughs> let's do it. Started from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now we're here. Hashtag mother love is what she posted on an Instagram photo of her laying flat on her back with a foot in a uh, each of the laps of her adopted black children. Mm. Hashtag mother love. How I'm going to get through the day. She wrote Mercy and David gave the best foot rubs. So I didn't know she had another black. When did she procure another black child? I don't know why they keep giving her black children. She must be tricking them or something. She goes over there with, you know how you go into another country with one set of shit in your bag and then you come out with all kinds of liquor (laughs) smuggled back over. She must be going over there like disguising kids and then trading off and grabbing more kids. What the hell is wrong? She's got two more African kids. And I don't know know yeah, I knew she had the one, which I've never seen in pictures. The little girl. Uh, What's her name? Well, no, the little boy was first. David yeah. was the little boy. <laughs> and I say procure because, quite honestly, I really don't see her as somebody adopting children because that mother instinct. I mean, they're like designer bags or something to her, it seems. Well, you know, I, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the first African child she had, the, the girl, Zahara, or something like that, and she was in the No, that was, that was Angelina Jolie. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought she... Wait, 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 doesn't she have, like, ten kids? Madonna has, like, ten adopted kids? And twins? Oh, shit. No, that daddy. Girl, your daddy's been kicked in. <laughs> No, you know what I'm thinking because I posted on on Nerdy Black Chicks. I'm like, where are her other kids at? Why she ain't having them rubber? Oh shit! Okay, let's her. start from the let's start from the beginning right. then. Madonna yeah. had given birth to Lords, <laughs> who Lord, is little Lord, who's a big girl, seventeen, eighteen now, I guess, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. And then she has another boy. And then she adopted David, and I don't know where, what market she purchased the other child from. Well, what was was Madonna the one who was saying my nigga on Instagram to one of her yes, kids? Yes, she was. Yes, okay. she was. Okay. Right. Yes, she was. Shit. Which is, yeah, she was the one that had posted a picture of her um, her white son boxing or shadow boxing or whatever the hell he was doing with the hashtag this nigga. And of course, that raised a lot of eyebrows, and right. people came for her for that. And she was like, "Oh no, you know, I didn't mean to offend anybody, but that's that's how we talk to each other." So of course, people were questioning, "What the fuck, man? You've got a black kid. How are you raising this black child that you have?" But let's go back about twenty five years, shall we? When she did the like a prayer video, and she's dancing in front of burning crosses and sexing fake fake black Jesus uh, in a black church. Oh wow, she got some serious race issues. Yeah, I that is then dis- disguised and and cloaked in artistry and being edgy. And you know, I've never liked Madonna. Never. Like in the nineties, when people were like Madonna, she's the girl. I've never liked her. She seems like 
you know, that type. Like she, you know, she's just very artsy and pretending to be artsy, but at the same time being very rude. And, you know, she's like obnoxious. That's what I think of her. I don't think she's very talented. I think she does the edgy shit to cover up for the fact that she lacks talent. I've never liked her saying, I'm sorry, I sound like a hater right now, but I've never liked Madonna. And so people kiss her ass and she's the greatest that ever lived. And I'm like, oh, I don't see it. Other than rolling around and like trying to do anything to piss people off, what does she do good? So now she's adopted these, she's got two little black kids, she's adopted, she's, wait a minute, before I get to that, she's 50 years old, she's still fucking splitting and showing her cooch everywhere, like, come on Madonna, be a little classy, and now this, I mean, when I saw that on Instagram, I was like, oh no, 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 it, it, it just started my day off wrong. Yeah, I mean, she got them rubbing her feet, where's this nigga, why ain't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where Lord is at? Why she ain't rubbing his day, her feet? I've never seen a picture of Lord rubbing her feet. But you got these two African kids rubbing your feet. It just scares me. This is what scares me about stuff like this. When you you gotta be careful when you are taking children from a different culture, bringing them into your lifestyle, and you don't know what's in this person's mind to start with and what you're gonna put in their mind. I don't know if they she gave them the idea to do that or if they wanted to, but uh, who does that? And I don't know, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Let us know. It, to those of you who have children, is rubbing your feet something that you will allow your children to Like, oh, have if you I was, ask my kids to rub my feet. Have you no. ever done that? Okay. Have I've done it. I've done it. Well, I've done it jokingly, but I'm like, oh man, my feet hurt. Come over here, rub my feet. And the kids be like, hell no, because right. that's so what kids like I, do. I've never, cause, so there's never been, because you're a parent, you have three little beautiful kids at home. You've never been like, oh, come rub mommy's feet, and they're like, yay, mommy, because this doesn't strike me as something kids want to do. Like I've, no. I've, I've never done it when I was growing up. The only time I've ever done anything to my mom's feet was the time she was in the hospital, and I was like, oh, girl, your feet are ashy hanging off the side of that bed, and I like lotioned her up a little. But so, you were an adult. Yeah, but she was an, I mean, that was a reason why. Before that in my life, I don't believe I've ever like touched her feet like that, like to rub her feet down. So I don't think I've ever done it. I don't think I, my mom's ever asked us to do That's weird. I mean, I've laid on the floor and asked whoever the the littlest one at the time was, here, walk on mommy's back. I got a yeah. kink on my back. Yeah, I've done that. You know, that. you did that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, but... Well, when I was pregnant and couldn't reach my shoes, I'd ask a kid to come help me get my boots off. But just to be like, hey, you know what? You, sit there. You, sit there. I need y'all to rub my feet. And I got all this damn money and I can afford to have somebody live in my house to just rub my feet just because that's their job. Yeah, and that's what, you know, people are coming for her on Instagram for this post. And, you know, they've got the Madonna supporters, but there are so many people coming for her, calling her all kinds of names. And she, you know, they're calling her fucking racist and all this stuff. She is. And I just, you know, for her to post something like that, and I feel, you know, I feel bad for these kids because I'm sure they're going to have everything that kids want to have, but... There's no substitute for being mentally 
protected and raised and I fear for them in the environment they're in. Um, Wendy Williams was doing a show, you know, she does her hot topic show and Madonna was doing some type of Skype thing. I don't know. She was doing a video and there was a mouse running around in the background and you know, Wendy found it and was like, oh no, she didn't and like slow motion the mouse. So I don't know how her house is when all the cameras and she's not Madonna on stage and she's alone in the house with those kids. I don't know how she acts. Apparently she's dirty. She has mice in her fucking bathroom or whatever. So I just I, I feel bad for these kids being in this house. So Madonna, get your life together. Although I think enough people have been saying that long enough. But yeah, you're racist. And yeah. like I said, you have procured children now to rub your damn feet. Because I ain't never seen her do anything with any of them. Like the last time I seen her with the with the I guess David was shortly after the this nigga debacle, and she took him to see some movie or there was some premiere or something, and they both had grills. Oh wow. And that that's a that's like the first time I had seen her say anything about that child because at the time I think a few years ago when she went to adopt him at first uh I think they weren't going to let her have him I think Mm-mm-mm. I wonder why So that's how it works you get to dance in front of burning crosses and then adopt a black child later <laughs> which is crazy cuz I was on um something in common podcast with michael wright and kimberly nicole and we were talking about this whole thing with kid rock and how he refuses to denounce the confederate flag and i guess it's going to continue to be a part of his show Mm. and what people have brought up as well he's got a black kid which i didn't know i didn't know that (laughs) apparently he does So, yes, it is quite possible to have a black friend or even have a black child and still be racist and uphold racist symbols and buy into racist cultures. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's a black child that isn't a get out of racism free card. You know what I mean? Like you don't like I said, you don't know what's in these people. Their mind. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes with a Madonna or a Kid Rock and anybody who can defend the Confederate flag and come out as hardcore as he's come out. He's racist. So, again, you have to fear for the black child in their under their control. That's in their possession right now that they're putting all kinds of fucked up shit in their head. And, and, you know, I just you got with adoption and things like that. I, I'm not trying to be mean, but because every child deserves a home. But you've got to look where you're sending these kids. That's how kids in foster system, the foster system get really fucked up in the head because they're just fostered out to different houses and they're not checking on who these people are. And then you're in a house with a nut. And so this just brings me back to Madonna. I don't think she's stable. You know what I mean? She's not very cleansy. Yes, she's a celebrity. And she has dough, but it just I don't know that, that that's a good place for kids to be and I, I'm just I'm gonna pray for those kids and I mean I really mean it you know before I just say I pray for I mean I'm gonna pray for those kids because I, I don't see how this can turn out well for them so um Donald Trump kept running his mouth mm-hmm. and um recently he basically want to wag his finger at this whole uh El Chapo escaped. <laughs> <laughs> El Chapo pulled a Shawshank Redemption. 
No, actually, he didn't dig a tunnel. Whoever is in charge of that facility that had him on lockdown built that tunnel. It had lighting. Like shit is better than some of the tunnels we drive through. Apparently, (laughs) this was a sophisticated escape. This was not your average underground railroad. This thing had electricity running through it, and he made it out. This is named Donald Trump. Well, is um, Joaquin quote El Chapo Guzman? So Wait a El minute. Chapo is, is like a, uh, I'm sorry. Is there an alarm going on behind you? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? It is. Oh, well, it's it's that's the club. Oh. Okay. Uh, ooh. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Sorry. Um, no. Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. Joaquin is his real name. And you know he's he's a drug kingpin, big guy with cartel made it out, and Donald Trump wagging his finger. And I see, I told you, I told you. And then he says, now could you imagine Hillary Clinton trying to talk to El Chapo, but Trump on the other hand would kick his ass. Mm. That's what he's tweeting. Well. It hasn't been 100% confirmed, but apparently El Chapo's son took the Twitter and told him to uh, basically keep my, my dad's name out your mouth or you're going to regret it. Yeah. Then he went on to call him a milk shitter. A milk shitter? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a homophobic it's a parent- slur, apparently. Yeah, and I thought about that. I was like, oh, ew. Oh, yeah. I got that. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, what you explain as a homophobic slur, <laughs> you get the mental picture. It's like, oh. Wait a minute. Wait, okay. Before we go into this conversation, man, everybody is on Twitter. Freaking cartel members, their kids. How, why are you on Twitter? <laughs> like you're a fucking drug gun runner, like badass, and you're on Twitter. Like, let me get these 140 characters. That's how, she, that's how you get the information to him quickly. That is true, <laughs> and everybody can see it. Yeah, gone the days of cutting off somebody's thumb and just and mailing, mailing it to him. Now you tweet that shit. <laughs> now I got you your tweet ass. that tweet. <laughs> let me. See. Let me take a picture of this thumb. There you go. <laughs> Hashtag. That's your ass. <laughs> so now, of course, you know, Trump got the FBI <laughs> looking into it because he's scared. Oh, no, Trump, but you're going to kick his ass. Why you need the FBI to back you, boo-boo? Why? You're the Donald. Remember, you can run things in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Run it. Yeah, why you scared, milk shitter? Why you scared? <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> they should have never told me what that was. I have never heard of that. Is that a Mexican? Because I've oh, never man. heard of these things. See, we learning stuff from across the border. Milk shitter. I failed Spanish, but I guess <laughs> that's, I got that part of my vocabulary. Well, I don't even know what. I don't even know what it was in Spanish. Leche is milk. Leche and milk. Is that how you say milk in Spanish? Yes. Leche. How do you say shitter? 
Okay, we got to get off this. <laughs> this okay. Anyway, so um, Donald Trump, <laughs> you might want to make sure that you have all the floorboards in your in your house sealed mm-hmm. because they will build a tunnel yes, to will. your ass. <laughs> Right to Trump Plaza. Come and get your ass. <laughs> Come to Trump Plaza. Y'all better be checking to see if there's any underground railroads up underneath there. <laughs> well, you know, um, Anderson Cooper did an interview with Donald Trump a couple of days ago where Donald basically just doubled down on everything ignorant he's been saying over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, Anderson always got some slick shit up his sleeve. So he was like, uh, well, you know, Donald uh the new york times found out there were 15 illegal immigrants working on your latest construction site so (laughs) you know donald was like i'm a big construction person i've lots of money i didn't hire these people you don't know who's on your construction site el chapo might send some people you never know he might infiltrate okay never know well you know el chapo (laughs) It's hard as shit when you've got Rupert Murdoch basically <laughs> coming to the defense <laughs> of the Mexican community now oh against God. Donald Trump. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. So Rupert Murdoch takes to Twitter. Oh, and Jesus. He's on Twitter. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you know, that's how you get the information yes. out quickly. You're right, you're right. And Rupert Murdoch made sure that he pointed out to Donald Trump because you know that uh, Murdoch is a billionaire controlling shareholder of Fox News. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, look, Mexican immigrants, as well uh, as with all immigrants, have much lower crime rates than native-born. For example, El Paso is the safest city in the U.S. Trump, wrong. Ooh, Wow. So, let me write this open letter real quick. Dear Donald Trump, (laughs) once Fox News has abandoned your ass, Mm -mm -mm. you will not get the Republican nomination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Fox News has decided they're not even bagging your ass. Yeah. Well, it's going you by yourself, bro. <laughs> you by yourself. Mm. But yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. So what you got going on? Um, I would like to talk about our boy 50 Cent. Um, 50 Cent, uh, Curtis Jackson, as he's known by his government, recently filed bankruptcy because uh, he was a lady sued him because um. And see, this is because I don't have the article in front of me. So as I heard, <laughs> you caught me off guard. <laughs> I didn't have a Cotties and bullshit. <laughs> Wait, and but okay, the gist of it, apparently he posted a movie. I think it was on Insta- a video, a clip on Instagram or Twitter or something like that of a rapper's ex-girlfriend in like a sex tape. And so basically she sued him because she said that it caused her so much depression. I mean, a lot of people saw the shit and she wanted to kill herself. So she sued him for five million dollars, went to court and she won. And what is being called possibly a fancy legal move, Donald Trump immediately filed bankruptcy. And the streets are talking. Wait, 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 back up, back up. You said Donald Donald Trump. Trump. Not Donald Trump. Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, my bad. 
Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, file bankruptcy like Donald Trump and all those other fancy business people do. And they're saying that he's doing it kind of as a business move. Now, I don't know. You know what I mean? A lot of people were looking at his money. Uh, last year, he was posting stacks and stacks and stacks on Instagram, you know, beefing with his, uh, the beef he had with Floyd Mayweather last year. So people were saying, you're balling. Um, he's been and he's got power on stars right now is a very successful tv show um tv series cable series on um stars it's in its second season he had a new album um g units back together so people are like well how is he broke but he filed bankruptcy so i don't know so ain't it that he really that he didn't file bankruptcy whatever business or whichever entity that it is he's filing bankruptcy on behalf of that like he's good well whatever business it is that's what's uh filing the bankruptcy well i'm you know i'm reading here and there like because this happened i think yesterday or the day before yesterday and people were speculating back and forth about his net worth went down you know possibly he's been making poor decisions with his money and then people were saying no he's not broke this is like you said his business you know that they're filing bankruptcy to avoid you know i don't know does he have to pay this lady does he not have to pay this lady i don't know but um he was on the forbes richest rappers list i think last year so for him to be filing bankruptcy is kind of like huh what's going on yeah i imagine that it is a uh i imagine that it is a business move just like when donald trump did it how many times seven eight nine forty times thirty nine eleven Okay, so here I have it in front of me. Um, the Chapter 11 bankruptcy filing comes days after the jury ruled that Jackson must pay $5 million to a woman suing over a sex tape that was posted without her permission, according to the Associated Press. The filing for a personal for personal bankruptcy protection permits Mr. Jackson to continue his involvement with various businesses business interests and continue his work as an entertainer while he pursues an orderly recognition reorganization of his financial affairs oh so it's personal bankruptcy yeah okay hmm so maybe he is kind of broke but he got well i haven't i haven't bought vitamin water in like five years do they still make the vitamin water i haven't seen it anywhere you know, I, I I couldn't tell you because I stopped looking for it. But when it, what they had like an off-brand version of vitamin water that came to Ollie's Outlet, and I oh. bought that shit up. <laughs> you had the bootleg <laughs> vitamin water. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin. H2O. Damn. Yeah. So, um, okay. whatever's going on with that, you know, I I don't know. I think 50's fine. I'm sure he'll be okay. He had a movie a while ago that he lost like a ton of weight on. Yeah, he. Oh, there was Did a that movie come out. It was. I think it was one of them straight to DVD things. I saw it. He is like the worst actor in the world in it, but I still think it's a good movie. <laughs> you know how the the because it's his movie, his money he put up. It's called Everything Falls Apart, and it's got some really good actors in it. 
I can't think of any of their damn names, but they're the old school black actors you want to see. They're all in the movie, and he plays a kid who was a football star and then gets cancer, and you know everything falls apart. In the end, it's really sad because he dies any fucking way. His family like loses everything financially trying to help him, and he just went from everything to nothing, and then he dies. So it's a really sad movie, but he's like the worst actor. Everything he says, every scene he's in, it's like oh god. And, but so it's good to see if you watch Power, which is now my like why Empire is off my favorite show on TV. Power's in its second season. If you watch Power, you understand that shit is the bomb. And Fifty's like a much better actor. He's not in a lot of scenes, but he's just he's growing in his craft. And that's why I'm like, how's he broke? He's got so much stuff going on. He ain't broke. <laughs> this is all strategic. Yeah. It's like Donald Trump. Like, he's filed bankruptcy how many time, times? And he, you know, he still opens up different properties and all that shit. It's what rich people do to save their money. You know what uh, You know what else rich people do? What? Dumb shit. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Last week, Ariana Grande... Oh, God. Oh, ...was God. caught on videotape licking a tray of donuts that were on display at a... Uh, at a bakery and then she had the nerve to get quite upset when more donuts were brought out like what the <laughs> fuck is it <laughs> so the video the video was released to the public where we could see her and I don't know if it's her new little boyfriend since her and Big Sean ain't together no more but they're standing there hovering over the donuts and you can almost see like he's daring her to do something and she leans over and she takes a quick lick at these powdered donuts and then uh later on apparently she was kind of rude to the cashier there which i missed i didn't even see any part of that video and she said something 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 about i hate america well well once that got out to everybody uh, she issued an apology. She didn't apologize about licking the donuts. Hmm. First of all, she didn't even mention anything about licking the donuts. But she did apologize for her uh, "I hate America" comment because you know you don't say that yeah, you in can't. America. God forbid you say that. God forbid. And uh, then she goes on to explain that you know childhood obesity, obesity, blah blah blah, yada yada. Yeah, I'm not even gonna. I don't have it in front of me. I'm not gonna quote it because it's stupid. Like, nice try. First of all, you were licking donuts, and that's nasty. Now I found out about the story when um, Bold and the Beautiful went off, and my television was still on CBS, and the talk came on. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it. And Sharon Osbourne is defending the little heifer. You know, Wendy Williams is too. She did too. But licking the donuts? She goes, you haven't been 20 years old before? Come on, we all do something stupid. Never have I licked donuts in a fucking public place. Like, Dunkin' Donuts donuts. That shit is unsanitary, nasty. They should have locked her ass up. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. What the hell is wrong with these people? Because Sharon Osbourne was on there saying, oh, she's just a little kid. She's just a little kid. No, she's 20 damn years old. I have little kids, and they better not try it. <laughs> How old? You did sound like a mommy right there. They better not try it. <laughs> you try it. <laughs> 
But act like you got some damn sense in this donut shop. Seriously, though. Rich people who apparently were either drinking high or if they weren't, they just so incredibly bored. Like, how incredibly privileged are you that you can just walk around licking donuts and feel nothing about doing it? But you know what it is? It's it's also like just it's not it goes beyond fun to like incredibly mean. And she, you know, I saw her apology. She did a little apology video. And she's sorry and her fans and she doesn't want her little beauties and her I guess whatever grandes to you know I set a poor example. That's just incredibly mean. Can you imagine? That's like those nasty ass, you know, fast food workers that like jizz in your fucking hamburger and spit. Like, you have no way to defend yourself. You have no idea it's coming. Someone's put bodily fluids on your fucking food. So the person who came in and like ordered a fucking donut had no idea somebody spit on their shit just before they got it. Like, you have to be a really different kind of mean and nasty person to do that to somebody. Because I would, I mean, even in my shittiest day of being mean and being an asshole, I would have never wanted to do something like that to somebody well she um she claims that they bought the donuts which i don't believe it yeah she also claims to be vegan yeah looking donuts that were deep fried in i don't know you don't know what the hell they were deep fried in lard maybe (laughs) that ain't vegan honey (laughs) and how would you use licking the powder off a donut as a way to bring attention to childhood obesity like that was such a bullshit move that made absolutely no sense mm-hmm. what she should have just done was admit you know what i was wrong i was asked i was wrong as shit and i had no business doing it now one good thing came out of her licking the donuts the owner of the donut shop who went ahead and released this video to the public thinking this might get him some attention for his donut shop because hey ariana grande was in my donut shop licking donuts he and his establishment is now under investigation because you're not supposed to have donuts just sitting out there ready for people to lick oh wow so he kind of screwed himself actually oh damn (laughs) but he does have a police investigation underway so she could get in some trouble for licking the donuts. Well, she should get in trouble for licking it. She should get somebody to kick her in her ass real hard. You've been kicking your ass hard. <laughs> right <laughs> in the tailbone. Right in the tailbone. That's what she just her <laughs> right in her ass. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> oh, wait. Before we go on, I went on, I went on 50 Cent's... Um, his Instagram and he's clowning the uh, fucking bankruptcy thing he's posted himself with a little smart car and um, in a parking garage he's like leaning on he's a suit on and the caption is you know those little nasty those small little tiny smart cars like the two seaters he's standing yeah, dumbass cuz I hate those things well he's leaning on it and the caption is times are hard out here laughing my ass off <laughs> And he has he hashtag, knows what he's doing. Yeah, he has has hashtag effing vodka, and that's his new vodka drink. I guess he has coming out. So yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, because real broke people are not Instagramming their misfortune with a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have no pictures of 
uh, the last four elbow macaroni noodles that you had in one box and a few strands of spaghetti and <laughs> mixed together talking about hashtag spaghetto. <laughs> you can do that when you're actually poor and hungry. Yeah, hashtag, no hashtag unemployment office. That shit is horrible. It's a bad <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Alright, we we see, we see. We know what you're doing, 50 Cent. We know you ain't broke. You ain't no wankster. Okay, well, speaking of someone who was broke, my boy Wesley Snipes. (laughs) He's got a new show coming out, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Nice little segue there. Um, Wesley Snipes is the star in the um, the NBC drama Endgame. And the star, um, the show is about, um, wait, wait, Snipes will play Johnson, an unflappable guy with a dry sense of humor, highly intelligent, mysterious, and unreadable. He's a pit boss, I guess, over in Vegas. So, um, Endgame takes place in in the high-stakes world of Vegas, where former sniper turns, former sniper turns security expert is drawn into a mysterious conspiracy to force him to complete a series of heroic challenges. Oh, man. I didn't read this before. This sounds kind of sucky. Um, so yeah, he's gonna because I saw sounds like somebody gonna stay broke. <laughs> so, I saw the commercials, and if, is it me or since Empire came out, is a lot of new black shows coming out next season? Um, you've got a couple coming out on NBC, ABC, um, and so now you've got Wesley Snipes. You've got um, Fox has the Minority Report with Megan Good. She's coming out, and what's that comedian? There's a comedian. Damn, is it David Allen Greer? He's coming to um, in NBC also with a family drama. So I'm noticing, I think, like, TV producers now, whereas before you couldn't find a black person, they're like, oh, hell yeah, see all the fucking ratings Empire's on? Let's pull out all the black people we can find and throw them on some shows and see what sticks. So Wesley has been pulled up from whatever bankruptcy or jail he was in, <laughs> and they are putting him in this show called The End Game. It's gonna come out this fall. I hope it's good because I like I like Wesley Snipes. I liked all the Blades. Blade was good. This ain't gonna be Blade though. <laughs> but I'd like to play. He ain't gonna be Nino. This is Nino. Nino Brown his own show, but they killed him. Yeah, Damn. that's true. Make it be like Nino Brown or prequel. Prequel. Yeah, they're, they're right. Do a prequel. Yeah, like how Nino got his start. Like he didn't want to be the ass or asshole gangster but he had to you know his father died who knows that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> like this should be prequels to everything like I want to know what happened between Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bassett like what was their relationship like mm-hmm. before uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. came along in <laughs> Boys in the Hood <laughs> Like maybe they started out living in the suburbs since Lawrence had well at that time he was Larry. He was Larry, Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne you're when right. he was doing John Singleton movies, he was Larry. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanna know what happened between Angela Bassett and Larry. <laughs> that they ended up in the hood and raising boys in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So, um, hmm. 
Did we talk about Andy Cohen yet? I was actually about to get to that because we're going to have to kind of start from the beginning, which would start with Amandala Stenberg. Stenberg. Yeah, Amandala Stenberg. Amandala Stenberg. She was from Hunger Games, a movie which I still have not seen. I haven't either, but I want to. Let's watch it together. Let's watch movie night. All right, sounds good. So anyway, um, there was a hashtag, white girls do it better, that started. I don't know. Well, apparently this is an old thing. White girls do it better was an old hashtag that goes back to, like, was it White Girl Wednesday or something that is linked with pictures of white girls twerking or white girls selfie or, like, the... Um, also rare reverence of white women because you know that never happens, <laughs> right? And black folks got a, a hold of that hashtag and wore that shit out <laughs> like it is, it, it is a it is nothing but ashes, it is nothing like its former self. Once black Twitter got a hold of it. That was it. And uh, there were all kinds of attacks on uh, white girls. I mean, it, starting with your more serious, like um, denying race, denying that racism exists and then screaming reverse racism. Yeah, white girls doing better. Um, what else? Creating a hashtag, putting down women of color. And when it backfires, asking, why can't we all be equal? Hashtag white girls do it better. And then, of course, it went to the usual attacking the uh, ability to season food properly. Like, <laughs> don't put enough salt on the on the chicken. White girls do it better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love black Twitter. Yeah, it, it's it's a fun place. It can be a fun place unless you're getting dragged through it. Yeah. <laughs> In which case, it's just better to stand on the sidelines. So anyway, now as uh, I think we talked about it before, a few months ago, Mandela had posted a uh, video, which was part of a project that she had at school. Um, and she asked the question, what, what if America loved black women? people as much as they love black culture and the video was about the appropriation of black culture um focusing primarily on black hair well kylie jenner posted a picture of herself in cornrows now were they real cornrows or were they was it a cornrow wig i don't know i thought there's a cornrow wig what the hell (laughs) Girl, <laughs> it's white people. Man. Listen to listen to something in common that I was recently on. Uh, Kimberly Nicole brought it up, and I was like, "It was a wig." Wait, what? We said the same. Oh shit! It's a cornrow wig. What? what? I so. I mean, I've seen braided wigs. So, okay. Well, I learned something new. I guess everybody can do it. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> so anyway, um. So she posted, Kylie Jenner posted a picture of herself um, with her cornrows talking about, uh, I woke up like this. (laughs) And in response, um, and her computer is just all over the place. Every time I find the quote, my computer jumps to someplace else. Uh, Basically, she was saying that uh, 
you know, she called Kylie Jenner out for appropriating black culture by rocking the cornrows and not using her celebrity and her position of power to help the people that originally originate the look that she is that she quote unquote woke up like yeah and she tossed in the hashtag white girls do it better and some people were upset about it the rest of us big and we, we you know what big ups Amanda Sandberg for standing up. She ain't playing with y'all in your appropriation games. What, what? Did she say anything about your girl, your friend? Who's my friend? Huh? Who? Rachel Dozo, the oh, Trans I, Jam. Oh, I don't know. That's your girl. <laughs> That's your girl. <laughs> I don't know. Did she? I I hadn't heard anything, but. Man, I really wish she did now that I see that she's she's coming for folks. Yeah. Um, Kylie Jenner's only uh, response to that was, and I wish I had the direct quote because go hang out I with paraphrase how loud of it. She's an asshole. Yeah, going. Yeah, um, um, hate me if I do, hate me if I don't. Go hang out with Jaden or something. I was like, mm, wait a second, didn't you take Bat Boy to your sister's wedding? <laughs> And so now you're messing with a pedophile. Jeez, mm. she calls you out like in the worst way, and the only thing you can say is, "Hate me if I do, hate me if I don't." Bitch, if you didn't, nobody would say anything. Mm. But okay. So Andy Cohen decided that um, Amanda really shouldn't have said anything. And that she may have been wrong for what she said. Of course, he didn't know what he was talking about. But he figured he would jump in the midst of the beef. At his, uh, was it, Watch What Happens Live? Mm-hmm. He went on to... I hate my computer. If you would like to make a donation to Just Thinking Out Loud Media so that I can get a computer that's <laughs> we need ready to, to die... Yes. Please go to JTOL Media and I'm pretty sure there's a donate button there. <laughs> do we have to do a feed the podcast? We do. We definitely need to. <laughs> I believe the podcast of future. <laughs> they will and let them lead the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, so blah, 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 blah. okay, hold on. I'm had to do a whole lot of um. You know what? I might not edit shit. I don't care. Sides and bullshit. Who was it? Was it uh some more? They said if you want a man to buy you a, a a new refrigerator, give him a warm glass of Kool Aid, and it works every time. You damn. <laughs> so if we give you a jacked up podcast, maybe they will buy us. <laughs> Some new equipment. <laughs> I <ain't>, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> it don't make sense for me to tell you how bad it is and to do everything I can to polish it up as much as possible. So when you hear it, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you're going to hear how bad it is. <laughs> I have been scrolling for the past 20 minutes trying to find this quote. And I still haven't gotten to it. Oh, damn. 
click, click, click. It's not moving. It's hot in here. Oh Lord, click. that's that tidy. <laughs> that's that tidy. Click. Oh, okay. So um he says he said today's jack hole goes to the Instagram feud between Kylie Jenner and Hunger Games star Jaden's prom date, Amanda Stenberg, who criticized Kylie for her cornrows, calling it cultural appropriation. White girls and cornrows. Is it okay or nay? Nobody said white girls can't wear cornrows. Clearly, you did not read what she said in its entirety. Right. Which makes you the jackhole of the day. Mm. <laughs> I'm even tossing a bonus dumbass for you, too. Jackhole and dumbass of the day. You know what? Andy Cohen. He hasn't, and so I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but he apologized. But this is why. Don't piss off black people. Don't piss off black women when we're the ones watching your damn show. Because on the show that he said this, he was talking to Laverne Cox, and what's that guy? I think his name is Andre something. You know the guy? Andre Leon Talley. Yes, the one who's at all of Fashion Weeks, blah, blah, blah. So don't diss black women when you mainly have your biggest celebrities or the people that's on all the time are the housewives of Atlanta, the housewives, meanies, all these chicks, RuPaul's, the gay black community and black women. Don't piss us off. So you better hurry up and jump on that fucking apology train before we come for you because they all of a sudden the next day had the hashtag, or was it the same day? Hashtag boycott Bravo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black women don't play. We the ones watching your shit. So don't come for our little kids. She's a 16-year-old girl who is famous for her talent. Unlike Kylie, who is famous for being from a family of fucking... Nah, see, I don't want to sound like... You know how you... I don't want to go forward and say all the crazy shit without, so I don't sound like I'm judging them. That family's a three-ring three circus. Okay, yeah. Okay, get mad if you want to, but the truth is everybody's got a reality show because they know they're a three-ring circus. But they have no talent. Like, nobody... Other than the sex tape, nobody's come out with anything where they have to do any display any other talent other than spreading their legs and showing their ass and you know so this young lady is a talented actress in the movies getting paid to perform and she's also very very smart black girl she's been putting some knowledge out there and this is what you want your 16 year old to be unlike kylie who's sleeping with the pedophile so if she comes and she says something, Andy should have took a second to listen before he began to diss. And he dissed and got checked quick. We don't well, he, he issued an apology. I want to apologize to Amanda, he tweeted today. Here we go to the Twitter. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't understand the larger context of this cultural discussion and truly meant no disrespect to her or anyone else. Cohen then retweeted a post from Cox detailing her take on the situation post um, WWHL as well. When in answer to Andy Cohen's question on Watch What Happens Live on July 12th, white girls and cornrows, yay or nay, I say that I said I said what I said in an attempt to not get involved in what 
I understood at the time to be an Instagram feud between someone with whom I was not familiar and Kylie Jenner on the topic of cultural appropriation, Cox wrote today. I've never been interested in getting involved in any celebrity feuds. So he threw something out there out of context without even discussing the whole point of cultural appropriation. Not saying that you can't rock a style and I think people really need to stop for a minute and understand the difference between the two because I went on Facebook and there are real tears being cried for Kylie Jenner right now oh, because God. oh these should get she should we should be able to wear cornrows okay come on guys who are you to say we can't wear cornrows nobody is saying that you wearing cornrows is cultural appropriation what people are saying is that when you do these things and you take parts of other people's culture without lending proper credit to that culture and then want if you are in on a platform where you can do things to help those from whom you pull that culture that is where appropriation comes into play we can share and pull and and uh you know blend our ideas and concepts we do it all the time that's what happens when you live in a multicultural world but when you do it in a way that takes from people rather than you know share and give credit and understand what those people whatever that other cultural is whether it be from black people latinos asians when you take from them and make it your own that is when it's appropriation i actually saw a thread where white people were literally saying that cornrows wasn't a thing until bo derrick rock yeah yeah like when you're stealing somebody else's culture and then claiming it as your own is when the problem comes in and she was saying you know when black causes come well situations happen in the black community you never see these people who take from our culture out defending people you never see them on the hashtag black black lives matter movement you never see them any other time but when they want to rock cornrows and then they want to say that this is their thing it's like you take from us but you don't give back anything so this little girl who's very conscious and wise beyond her years is pointing the shit out and uh, kudos to her this is what you want all young black ladies to be like you know speaking your mind whether it's popular or not whether you're going to be checked by somebody like andy cohen speaking your mind and coming to coming for people when when something is wrong uh, so yeah you you get you get the l for that andy cohen but i'm not surprised because even though he is a gay man he is still gay white mm-hmm. man yeah exactly so yeah. this idea where marginalized groups I think, I think it's kind of funny. I think it, I think people really are delusional in believing that marginalized groups all kind of understand each other on the same level because we're all marginalized. Well, you know, and I don't want to get into this because it's you know, it's too deep and we are we're having a fun conversation, but it's kind of like feminism in general and womanism. You think that just because a white woman has a struggle, that it's going to be the same as a black woman's struggle. And because we're all women, we're going to be on the same accord on every situation. And that's not necessarily true. For me, you know, the white woman's struggle for equality right now, they're talking about free the nipple campaign. And we're still talking about our kids getting shot in the street. You know, so it's like a two, it's like a whole different thing. And whereas we do have general things together, it's not always the same. 
So this is the same thing with the marginalized gay white man. You're still, when you walk on the street, you're still a white man and you're alright. So, yeah. Yeah, so Andy Cohen, this surprised me not at all. And like you said, he's making all of this money off of black people mm-hmm. being in front of the camera and sitting at home watching this shit. And he clearly does not give a damn about the struggle of the people off of whom he's making a ton of money. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if that apology, you know, he gave that apology because he was made to do it or, you know, what. But, um, yeah, he knew quickly to apologize because don't bite the hand that feeds you. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we should let the don't boycott um, Bravo go on for a couple of days because, seriously, maybe he needs to be taught a lesson. Yeah, well, fuck you, Andy Cohen. You ain't shit. <laughs> now. <laughs> now. <laughs> where do you go from there? Uh, two more things and I think we're done. And I think I want to give you the floor to express your feelings on the new Freddie Gray Youth Center <laughs> in Baltimore City. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> now, okay, so look, right now, I'm going to let you know right now, like, if you are a staunch Freddie Gray supporter, and I mean, like, to the point where you can't see it, that, that you consider him a martyr, you might want to fast forward it. Because he ain't no damn martyr in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And people are actually calling him a martyr, which is scary. So, um, a couple days ago, I forget the, I don't know the exact date, but Jamal Showtime Bryant uh, dedicated <laughs> the Showtime. dedicated uh, Youth Community Center to the uh the recently passed away uh freddie gray who died as a result of an injury he sustained in the back of a police transport vehicle in april of this year there were lots of riots and protests the baltimore uprising was all over the news and you know we had cnn and lots of cameras and lots of attention and you know right or wrong this thing is going to court uh a court date has been set in october for the six officers who were charged in his death um since the riots you guys listen to our other shows a bunch of shit has been burnt down i can tell you that none of the shit has been rebuilt the cbs's are gone as of right now and people are living in like deserts <laughs> because nothing's been fixed but their people businesses are applying for loans um another update on baltimore the crime is skyrocketing right now we're we're a city of six hundred thousand, so compared to other cities you got to put it in context we're a city of 600,000. Most of the crime is happening in our inner city areas, and we're up to. We usually, last year we were like at two something for homicides. Right now, this is July, and we're at 160, and we're rolling. So things have gone really, really gotten really bad since then. But like I said, Jamal Showtime Bryant um, dedicated the youth center to the fallen Freddie Gray. And I thought that was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen because while I get that, you know, his death caused people to cause an uprising and people when people were marching and talking black lives matter campaign came in and everything this wasn't that situation and i've said it from the first time we talked about this situation this wasn't an issue of the police beating this guy's ass they shot him in the back when he was running away um the me says that he died as a catastrophic injury that he received in the wagon a single singular injury so he died because he was wasn't seatbelted properly in 
cracked his neck in the back of the wagon. Not the same as the shooting in South Carolina. Not the same. People were treating it the same. And in Baltimore City, these people who are trying to make a name for themselves and hold on to the Freddie Gray spotlight as long as they can are trying to do everything they can to attach their name. Politicians are making themselves or breaking themselves on Freddie Gray. And Showtime Bryant has named the community center after Freddie Gray. The problem with this is Freddie Gray's criminal record is public record now and up until his death he was a drug dealer and you know a lot of discussion people don't want to speak ill of the dead and i get that but my biggest concern when i heard this was when kids of the future go into the freddie gray center and maybe want to google who freddie gray is kind of like if you went to the martin luther king center you could google and look up who martin luther king is or the malcolm x community room you would know who malcolm x is you could look it up if you google freddie gray his previous 18 arrests are going to pop up and they're all for distribution of drugs and narcotics possession of narcotics burglary um and narcotics distribution so he was a lifelong drug dealer his arrest record started in i think 2007 and went that's pub that's public knowledge from 2007 into 2015 he has over eight he has 18 arrests that are all involving drugs so when you i get that he died in police custody but this man was a drug dealer and there is no way shape or form that sets a positive example for the kids that are going into that community which pisses me off even more because it's actually where i grew up my apartment complex where i grew up is exactly across the street from the new freddie gray center and it just sits a, it sends a sick example so baltimore has been in an uproar for the last couple of days people have been going back and forth saying some pretty ugly things um some people compared freddie gray to he's they said Freddie Gray is the Rodney King of Baltimore. Uh, okay. Um, people have said if you don't like the Freddie Gray Center, you're cooning. You're a cooning ass nigga if you don't like it. Oh um, there are people. There's people who said that the government deals drugs and steals every day to feed their family in pockets. Why the fuck can't we? These are real. I'm reading real quotes from. There's a, a group, um, Baltimore Crime and Justice, where people from Baltimore get to vent and talk about crimes. I mean, there's some people on there that say clearly, clear. I'm not saying turn it, tear it down, but this was a drug dealer. This is a, this is a youth center. We got to think about it. But overall, people are going on some fuck you, kill yourself, rest in peace, Freddie Gray. And I'm just like. <sighs> <laughs> this is why Baltimore is in the predicament that we're in now because we don't come out and I got in a little scuffle on my page because I posted something about drugs in the city of Baltimore and some other podcast guys not from Baltimore wanted to say well wait a minute don't say that about drugs and black people and I'm like listen I'm specifically talking about Baltimore and the problem that we have with our community kind of glamorizing drug dealers to the point where we don't snitch we don't tell and then we have all these crimes that are occurring and no one tells what's happening and it just kind of festers and you got the bodies building up which is happening right now and so for me the insult to injury is naming a sinner after a drug dealer regardless of the fact that he died in police custody and not that's all he's ever done and that has not given to the community in any way, shape, or form. So I think it's an insult to people in Baltimore who go to work every day, who don't sell drugs, and who want to, you know, try to raise a good family because there's plenty of people like that. What example does it set? So I'm very pissed off, and I don't like it, and I still don't get it, and I don't understand. 
I gotta say I agree with you. I think it's just it's a crazy move. Freddie Gray at this point has now become a symbol. And I I think they I, I think even those who um who look at him as a martyr or who look at Freddie Gray as representative of the problems that uh the community has has expressed that they have with police um, with police officers in Baltimore or with their uh, with poverty in the community like I don't even think they look at him as the person anymore as they do the hash he's literally have become a hashtag I can honestly say that he's a hashtag now yeah he's a hashtag legend He's, but you know it's so funny because the the craziest things turn into these monuments. So here you got have a guy who you know he's got all these charges. I mean, pretty bad charges. March 2015, possession of controlled dangerous substance. Substance. March on the 13th, he was arrested a few days before malicious destruction of property, second degree assault. Uh, January fourth degree burglary. January possession with con- of controlled dangerous substance with intent to distribute and it goes on and on and on so it's like you don't look at the man for what he was you just look at the man for how he died and people are literally calling him a martyr and I've been saying on my page all the time because I have these arguments with people from Baltimore and I'm like show me your martyr and I'll show you your morals this guy is not a martyr if you want to if you want to if you want to name a sinner after someone who's fighting against police brutality if this is what you think this is which I disagree with you personally then name it after um what's her name uh Mosby she's fighting for justice right now you know she's doing the right thing going legally within the bounds to get justice name the center the baltimore uprising center but you name it after the drug dealer that died in police custody and i think that you have to look at the long term of what this is because right now everyone's warm and fuzzy but you if this just this stays where it is and people still go to it one day like i said smart kids are going to look up and find out who this guy is and let's say October comes around and these officers are acquitted. Some of the charges are dropped. I don't. If they, it stays in Baltimore, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I'm just saying hypothetically. Let's just say these officers are acquitted. Let's just say that the charges are dropped. Now you just have this guy who died from, as a result of an of an, a catastrophic injury, an accident in the back of a wagon. That's the, the they named the center after. But before that, he was a drug dealer. Until his death, he was actively actively selling drugs to his own people and this is the thing that i've tried to get across in all the debates that i've been in this last couple of days since the center is we have to check ourselves one of the arguments someone made with me is that white people name things after killers all the time like the columbus statue or the whatever you know and and i said that's true however just because they do it doesn't mean we should do it and at the end of the day columbus was doing something to try to benefit his people he was killing other people so his people could have it freddie gray was selling drugs to his own people and and doing that killing his own people we have to start looking at what drug dealers are doing. You're picking up the gauntlet for the clan. You're going into the community, shooting each other up. You're selling poison, which is killing and destroying families, which is doing way more than the clan can do in their bedsheets because they can't infiltrate us like we can infiltrate us. And this is what your neighborhood drug dealer is doing. We don't look at it like that anymore, and it's time for us to start looking at it. So naming this youth center for our children after a drug dealer is just setting a really bad precedent. precedent. And I, I was like... 
on the thread, I was like, damn, we might as well just come up with, like, the Nino Brown Center of New York, you know, if we're going to be starting to name shit after drug dealers. Like, this is really, like, pathetic for us to do this as a city. So, uh, Baltimore is still in a bad way. This center, to me, is, like, just a sign of how bad we're falling. And I just hope that at some point the free fall stops and we get better. So who's behind the naming of this? Is it Pastor These Holes Ain't Loyal? Yeah, it's Pastor These Holes Ain't Loyal. This is his claim to fame. And you should have saw him. He had like an Easter green suit on, a red bow tie, looking like Bojangles, dancing around. You know, it's just like, this is all for publicity. This is all for TV. And you want to ride this Freddie Gray thing as far as you can ride it. And it's just, I mean, be careful with these slick-talking preachers. Because really, everybody who say they're not, they're, they're about God in the pulpit, you really couldn't have been thinking about the kids doing that. Because that's my first thought, is let's think about the kids. Let's think about the best way. I mean, yes, it's a sinner, but I would think of something that would be less controversial and that we don't even have to think about anymore. I would call it the Baltimore I would have called it Baltimore One. That's the hashtag. It was One Baltimore, Baltimore One. I would have named it the One Baltimore Center. Yeah. Yeah, name it after the community. Uh, There are plenty of community organizers who are out there who are honestly day-to-day trying to make a difference. Uh, Name it after the kids. Name it after the street. I mean, even if the focus is, what street did this all happen on? uh, God, let me not say CVS out loud. (laughs) Pennsylvania North. Yeah, like, name it after the area where, like, shit hit the fan and that's where you, that's, that is where you believe change started. Like, name it after that. But to name it af- after a person who, had he not died. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, seriously. And, and I'm yeah. not saying, I'm not, I don't want to trivialize his death because it's unfortunate. Whenever there's a, a, a loss of life, him dealing drugs is not worth him losing his life over. So, uh, not to trivialize his death. But the fact of the matter is, had he not died, then... For what other reason would a center be named after him? Because he was, in fact, a drug dealer. Would you want your school named after somebody who was a drug dealer and that was doing things that was hurting rather than helping the community? Yeah, and that's the, that was my point, too. And that was really my point. Like, you know, my beliefs about Freddie Gray aside, just being, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but seriously as a man as a as a person up until his death he was actively being destructive to his own people and it's like this is not the kind of example of upliftment we want our children to see and look up to and that's all because we a lot of times we do a lot of stuff and i think that to me i feel like a lot of our problems in our communities is that we don't respect our children enough we don't let them be kids we 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 make them be mature before it's time because we don't want to deal with the hard stuff and naming stuff after drug dealers it kind of puts it in a bad place for the kids because you never know what's going through their mind okay and honestly what what would rock do (laughs) what are you talking about the charles dutton yes (laughs) What? (laughs) what would rock do (laughs) and <laughs> when in doubt what would rock do yes <laughs> rock would not have been down with people calling a baltimore city youth center after a drug dealer yeah rock that. went after drug dealers yeah yeah and we all a drug them. dealer played by heavy d yeah i think <laughs> girl why you go back there <laughs> 
from now on i used to be in love with ella joyce i don't know why but i wanted to be her i was in love with her for some reason i wanted to be her she was an awesome actress i love that show yeah that's when that was in the era where uh, are we trying to get back to that with all with the uh with the dawn of new black shows now are we getting back to the 90s where you had in living color and rock and true colors and what else was out was Two two seven still out there, and um, a different world. Dare I say the Cosby Show? Yeah, dare I a, say it? That's a whole nother show. We don't even have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, I watch it and will lose no sleep. There you go. Um, finally, a new hashtag broke out on Twitter today. And it was um, hashtag growing up black. <laughs> don't know who started. Don't know how it started. But let me tell you, it was a march down memory lane. Mm. Where you basically got black folks on Twitter talking about shit that they remember growing up. And all you can scroll through and say, I know that's right. Me too. <laughs> I contributed my little growing up black. And I posted a picture of one, uh, a, a loaf of Wonder Bread that said, can't have dinner without it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mom would always tell us, you can't have no dinner without a piece of bread. And it wasn't even dinner rolls. It was always just a slice of bread. No matter what it was we were having for dinner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, and a slice of bread. Oh my goodness! It wasn't toast; it was bread. And if you put a little bit of butter on it, oh my god! Yes, yes. I said rolls were reserved for holidays, Sundays, oh. and repasses. <laughs> like Uncle Buck died. Whoop. We gonna get some rolls, ain't we? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! Somebody posted on that hashtag "Growing Up Black" when it's storming outside and your grandmother makes you turn off everything and sit in the dark. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I sat on this couch in this living room. Yeah, that's true. And couldn't even move. You better read a book. (laughs) How can I read a book? You done plug the lights. You had to unplug the phone. You had to turn off all the lights. Like you had to literally sit in the dark. But the only thing that didn't get unplugged was the refrigerator, right? Because you can't re- unplug the refrigerator, because then the food will go bad. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm like, but that thing sucks out most of the electricity. If we ain't scared of that blowing up, then why can't I have a lamp? On? Why can't we turn on the TV? Don't, don't question black grandmas. They know what they were talking about. Stay away from that window for lightning strike you. You know what's funny though? Self subconsciously, you find yourself doing that. When I hear thunder and and I see the lightning outside, even though I don't go total blackness, I quickly try to turn off the light switches and TV or whatever in different rooms I'm not in. <laughs> like that's gonna help something. But it's Girl, just habit. It's yeah, habit. Be like I was about to hop in the shower, but now I gotta wait till the lightning pass over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta wait till the storm's over before you get in that tub. <laughs> Don't sit too close to, together. Mm-hmm. Bodies draw electricity. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> the one I posted, I posted a picture of a puffed. Remember puffed rice? No, plain ass, was... just a plain ass bag of puffed rice. <laughs> puffed rice. Yes, that's it. And I remember a long time ago when I was little, I'd be wanting some honey smacks. And my mom be like, get that puff rice. Oh, you you're talking about like, I want, oh, Yeah. Okay. Like, but I want puff rice. They push it on it. It's the same thing. It's like, no. It's really not. not <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This puff rice is on sale. Go get the bag of puff rice. But I don't want oh, puff rice. The worst cereal in the world is the bag cereal. Oh, God. And now that I'm an adult, <laughs> now you don't you tell me you put the kids through the bag cereal. <laughs> Get that bag now. Multi meal is different now. It is not oh. like what we grew up on. Like the off-brand Cocoa Pebbles really does taste like Cocoa Pebbles. I have yet, however, to experience an off-brand brand Cocoa Krispies. Mm, no, I haven't. Cocoa Krispies seems to be like the only one of its kind out there ever. But everything else, if it's a flat, chocolatey flake, it's more than likely Cocoa Pebbles of some kind. <laughs> oh, God. Go to, to, to the store and get that Yukon Gold. You know which one Yukon Gold is, right? No. What's the Yukon Gold? Corn Pops. Oh. Oh, yeah. You're right. Cause they look like little gold nuggets. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't remember all the stuff. I don't remember. You know what? I don't remember cereals as much. I don't remember a lot of shit. I have a horrible memory. I don't remember. Do you remember Gremlin cereal? No. Mm-mm. I know it existed, but I don't remember it. Gremlins, Gremlins, bite oh, your bite. What a tasty way to satisfy a Gremlin appetite. You don't remember? No. My God. Are you really that much younger than me, or is your memory just that bad? My memory is pretty bad. <laughs> You've got my mother's memory. If it don't, if it happens, like it didn't happen just now, I have no recollection. Whatsoever. Yeah, you sound like my mother. Cause I'll say something to her, and I'm like, Ma, you remember? Like, I, I wonder if half my memories really are real because, like, she's not there to confirm any of it because she don't remember shit. So now I'm questioning myself. Like, damn, did that happen? <laughs> Like, Mom, you remember when we went to Hershey Park and you almost smashed me? No, I don't remember. Say, you sure? Maybe I dreamed about it. Like, half my life is a, is a questionable memory now. Right. It might have happened. I need multiple people to confirm it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because my mother had me thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I told my mother. There was another hashtag. 
uh, growing up Mexican. Oh, wow. I'm sure that was awesome. Well, you know, and it's funny. It's like if you read some of the things that they said, it's very similar to growing up black, except for, you know, of course, the cultural difference. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, when your mother denied ever beating you with something. I don't know what it was. Some sort of Mexican word for something that I guess that they used to get their ass whooped. Uh, I guess it was the equivalent to a Hot Wheel track. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag growing up Mexican. Oh, Lord. <laughs> like, is there something your, your parents are just good at denying shit they used to do to you? <laughs> Man. <laughs> like, I got a scar between my eyes right now. The to this day that my mother is like, I didn't do that. And like, Ma, I remember I had chicken pox and I had a big old scab. The thing was huge right between my eyes from when the chicken pox that dried up. And it was taking everything for me not to hit it, not to do anything to knock it off my face. And then I remember, I clearly remember her saying to me, come here, come here, baby, come here. And I'm like, what, Mommy, what? And just... And she scratches straight off my face. And I got this huge scar down between my eyes. And I'm like, Ma, you did this to me. She's like, I ain't never did No, I don't believe that. I don't. I never did that. And I'm like, Ma, look at me. You scarred me for life. Oh, God. She, she ain't do it. Mm-mm. She's like, Mm-mm, I ain't never do that to you. Like, come on, Ma, what I look like scratching the big old thing off my face, knowing what it was going to do to me. I guess it just drove her crazy, or maybe she didn't think it was going to leave a skull. Like, I still got this dent in my head. Oh, God. Everybody, do you have a dent in your forehead somewhere from running into a coffee table? I don't, but you know what? The you're other not day, You're not a tailor. No, but the other day, um, my <laughs> sister, Tanisha, posted the picture of all of us sitting on the front of, on the steps at, at your house, and I have a huge dent in the middle of my head. <laughs> Manny's like, what the hell happened to your head? So I am a tailor, but the dent, it's gone, but I had a huge dent in the middle. That's the spot we fall on. That's the tailor spot. You can't be a tailor unless you had a dent in your head at one point, one time or another in life. Next time I see you, I'm about to give you a permanent one. That's part of, that's the mark of being a tailor. You have to have a permanent permanent. gash. It has to be permanent on on your foot. Did your dad have one? I think I he know does. Michael's got one. I think he does, my dad. I think he does. I'm sure he's got you one. You know what that says? We play hard, all right? Damn it. <laughs> the mind says my mother got sick of looking at that scab between my eyes. Oh, but you can play it <laughs> off. Just play it off next time. <laughs> I mean, I've run into stuff for sure. I ran into your brother. Oh, my God. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. He was running around one side of the house. I was running around the other side, and we met each other at the corner. And I and this is like ten minutes before y'all were leaving. <laughs> and I had this knot on my head the size of a fucking goose egg because I ran into your brother's head. Amal has the biggest head of all of every child we have in the family. Between him and Chanel, oh my god, they got some humongous heads. Yeah, I'm surprised. And this is at a time where they didn't check for concussions. <laughs> like seriously. Probably should have. That's probably why I'm not right now. Nobody ever checked. <laughs> they didn't check for they didn't check for concussions in the eighties. <laughs> oh God, the eighties was a glorious time. Oh yeah, you could halfway die and nobody would say anything. Nope. You, you made a, yeah made a Teflon back then. Now 
Oh my gosh, you smack yourself in the forehead too hard. They're like, oh my god, wait, wait, look at me, look at me. Make sure your eyes are straight. Open your eyes. What's your name? Come <laughs> fine. <laughs> I'm fine. All I did was just smack my. No, 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 no. Just stay still. Don't go to sleep. You yeah. can't go to sleep for the next six hours. <laughs> Do you understand? I ran into my husband's brickhead, my husband, my cousin's brickhead, at the age of six, and I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> They are not making children less durable, are they? They might be, because these kids nowadays, I mean, I don't know. I know Brie got a knot on her head. Boy, she freaked out. Oh, you know what? Maybe never mind. You know what? In our genes, we just all have kind of like the big head thing. Because I remember <laughs> Kayla, Mon's oldest, that girl hit her head so many damn times. I mean, it wasn't funny. <laughs> I'm so surprised she's normal. All right, anyway, next next topic. <laughs> oh, God. I um, think that's it. I love <laughs> It's in the jeans, y'all. It's in the jeans. It's in the jeans. We, 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 we survive a great deal. <laughs> like, my daughter, they even popped her head. She popped the head. My son popped his head. That's what we do. So we, we hit do. our heads. Yep, that's right. That's why we ain't right. That's why we ain't right. <laughs> that's a family motto. <laughs> we ain't right. <laughs> oh, God. My grandfather punched a cow in the forehead once. Sheesh. <laughs> I heard the story. God rest his soul. He told it to me a few times, and then it was confirmed. And I'm like, what? Took them to see something like there was some sort of fair or park or something, and our granddaddy. Well, you remember he was just—he's a big guy, very, yeah. very alpha male, manly man, the manly man type. Yes, very alpha male. He was in both the navy and the army. He had yeah. made it through the Korean War, so yeah. punching a cow between the eyes just man. seemed to be the right what thing. What he does for breakfast, breakfast, you know. <laughs> how he starts his day and give a damn. <laughs> and he dropped that thing too. Mm-hmm. They had to leave. <laughs> and that happens to us a lot too. If you're a tailor, you must be escorted out of at least one establishment in your life. <laughs> yeah, he rolled out on his own. It was time to move on before anybody noticed why the cow's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> You see, when our show starts getting like this, you know the tidies have kicked all the way in. <laughs> oh, God. That was a great story. He told me that. I'm like, shut up. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, we need a new television. What? I need a new television. Why? What happened? Not too long ago, I posted a picture of my TV during the um, Obama interview. And he was looking like that character from Mastermind. His head was all... He looked like Hey Arnold because <laughs> the picture tube is so distorted. <laughs> Our president had a football head. Oh, no. And at the very top of the screen, it looked like blinds, like these lines across the top of the screen. Well, now everything is wavy. Everybody's doing the hula on my television. <laughs> it's time for new television. <laughs> So if you would like to donate. Oh, that was the one thing. Speaking of donate. Last thing and then we're done. 
Yeah. So there's a letter that I've seen a couple of places of uh, some church that's sending a uh, delinquency, a tithe delinquency letter. Ooh. If you ain't paying your tithes, they're going to send you a letter and let you know you ain't coming back to church until you get caught up on your money owed to the Lord. That is some ignorant shit there. I'm sorry. Now, and I understand that churches depend on donations. Mm-hmm. I've been members of small churches. Small churches. And everybody's donation literally counted to keep the lights on, to pay the monthly rent, to be able to get uh, the grape juice for communion Mm -hmm. Sunday. Like these things need to be taken care of. And so um, tithe and offering and, and donating to your church has its place. Yeah. However, <laughs> when you start going all Capital One on folks and decide that you want to send letters to tell them that um, you're delinquent and if you want to continue membership at this church, you need to not only not not even say hey when you come back and you start paying again, but you need to get caught up not if you want. Your seat if you want to keep your pee warm yeah that's not right that is not right and this is why people don't like going to church because so so it's like the church is so corrupt in so many ways there are people who tithe every time they go to church every sunday there's people who give more than their share all the time and that should come well i mean i guess if it's a real small church and i guess you do depend on donations i can see where you would want everyone to but if you can't it should never be an issue if you cannot financially do it, it should not be an issue. I, I don't understand why it would be. Not issue enough to be threatened. I mean, I, well, I wouldn't want to be a member of a church I was that would want to do that if anyway. If that ever happened to me, I would never go to that church again. But this letter is requesting specific amounts. Like, was it, it if you want you graduate from college or once you graduate you need to pay what is it a hundred and fifty dollars a month or no the minimum is fifty dollars the minimum is fifty dollars a month that's ridiculous that's the minimum wow yeah which if if you do believe in the principle of tithing, which would be 10% of your net income, or no, 10% of your gross, I think. But if you believe it, $50, and if you're making that, then that's not a huge stretch. No, when I was going to when I was going to church, and I started going to church not that one. Just before I lost my job at the police department, I was going to church pretty regularly, and I had checks. Whereas though I was balling, and I every time I went to church, I tithed, and it was never under a it was never under a hundred dollars, never. Like I was every time I went to church, I was always giving more than a hundred bucks, and I was giving to this group and that group because I wanted to, and my church had a lot. Now when I lost my job, you know what I mean? There was no way I could continue to tithe that way and like I said it's due to based on your income but there was times where I couldn't at all 
I just couldn't. When it comes to a choice of feeding myself or paying my bills, I can't tithe. I'm there for the world. I'm trying to, you know, gain some type of help or feed off what's going on in this environment. I would have been so pissed if they gave me a letter. I'm sorry, Sister Tanya. I mean, before you was doing all this and now you need to get caught up. I would have cussed them out and left. Like, that's ridiculous. They're even in the baby's pockets. Oh, no. The youth members have a minimum five dollars a month. No, no. That what church is this? Oh God, Mm-mm. no. I'm gonna pray for them. They need somebody to pray. They need other churches to come around and pray for that church. <laughs> Cause it's just like all—it's all about money. That's it's, it's, it's all about money. That's cold. Uh huh. I don't like that. Me no like. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like again. It's like I—I I, I think. You know, it's like I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn between the two, and 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 it comes down to, what does the church do, for the members and for the community? Mm-hmm. If you are just collecting money and getting the pastor Bentley and buying six million or was it thirty six? How much was that damn jet? Jet billion? Sixty five million? Whatever it was. When you are in the business of collecting money and somehow it not really going back into the community, I have a problem with that. Um, Expecting members to support their church isn't far-fetched if that is what you're depending on to make it and then you're using the resources for the community. Yeah, you know, know, like I I can understand saying, hey, if you're going to be coming to the church and you want to be here for the weekly fellowship dinner that we have. And if you're going to be here uh, and you want the AC to be on in the summertime when you come to service, uh, if you got it, you really should do something. But the whole a minimum of this and you know, tapping into the children's pockets and yeah, threatening that, to turn you horrible. away if you don't give anything. Like, that's just absolutely terrible. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. And, you know, like I said, that's why people don't like church and there's a lot of negativity that comes with church. I w- the, the church I was going to, and I haven't been to church in a long time. I need to take my ass to church. But um, we we have a mega church. And I remember one time we, I was talking to a bunch of people and they were saying they don't like mega churches. I guess it's mega for Baltimore. It's not like huge, but it's a big ass church. I'm cussing a lot talking about church. See, I'm tired. Um, but anyway, it's a mega church and it has a ATM in the front. And somebody was making a comment about, you know, I, I, I mean, you go in a church and they got an ATM in the front. Oh God, you know it's the wrong place to be. And I was like, I can see that where that might be a turnoff. However, you know, a lot of people carry cards now. You may not want to put your card because our or when you type, you could put your card information on there. And I was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. I mean, I trust you, but not like that. To give you my card information, I'll just give you cash. And if you need to run to the ATM, we had a bookstore in there, blah, blah, blah. But it's what your church is doing. I wouldn't feel comfortable giving money if I didn't see them doing anything. My church that I was going to, Rock City in Baltimore, on Lock Raven Boulevard, was give, is given, it gives currently, gives away a house every damn summer. Um, 
had two shelters where one for men addicted to drugs and, or just got out of jail and the other one for women with infants that have no place to go and they would house the women it was like they could hold up to nine or ten women and their children at a time and these women were standing free of charge so we were paying for their food their clothes their everything keep the lights so if your church is doing stuff like that then i 100 percent understand the importance of you tithing and importance of you giving but if your church isn't doing all that and then they're talking about some we need you to give some money oh no mm-mm. not doing it so you can have a bentley i'm sorry and I think too the if, if if the culture of the church is that most people just don't give, then that's the time to have a business meeting with your members to say, "Look, here's our expenses. Yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah. This is how much we're receiving in tithing. This is the number of members that we have that are." using the resources that we're offering as you can see some things aren't adding up so we need to figure out what's going to stay as far as services that we're able to provide and i think you need to pray about it and reevaluate what you're doing to see if maybe there's something that you can do yeah help contribute but this whole if you don't do this you're not going to be a member and I send you a letter like you with Equifax like I'm like are they going to send it to your credit report yeah that's ignorant no that's really youth youth is required to pay five dollars like that's not how you do it yeah that's not how this works (laughs) that's not how any of this works so, pass the pimp wherever you are doing that with the letter. They said that if you have, if you're having hardships, to please let them know, and they will extend it by ninety days. Oh, wow! Thank you so much for that. Wow. You know, is this the same church where we did that show about where you can't wear weave? This sounds like the same. Church. <laughs> Pastor's thinking about everything but what he's supposed to be thinking about. <laughs> that is getting completely out of hand. They're going to tell you what you can, what you can't wear, exactly how much you got to pay. We need a two hundred dollar line over here. Give me, my husband said he woke up to uh to, to hear a pastor on there. Um, I guess he was a pastor, reverend, preacher, televangelist, whatever he was, and he was telling his story about how the Lord told him to give a thousand dollars and he got it back tenfold so right now if you can hear me this message is for you if you can give a thousand dollars I'm talking to you if you are under the sound of my voice yeah right (laughs) oh boy I'm like wait just just give a thousand dollars huh just write the check well, see, you know, my church used to do stuff like that, too. Like I said, they did a lot of stuff, but then, you, not to say they were bad, but they would do stuff that would trip me out. Like the pastor, my bishop, we had a bishop. He would be like, you know what? Right now, we need to raise the money for this and this. We had a new, um, they built a new, like, dining area or whatever. And we're going to need donations. And I know you guys got the money. Okay, we're going to start over here. I need to see hands. Who's going to donate $10,000? I'm like, I'm seriously sitting in the church where you just asked for 10000 Really? What is this, an auction? <laughs> and you know people were raising their hands and I was like, they playing. They they playing. They frightened. You know you ain't got no $10,000. $10, and 
how do you start you know i was thinking he was gonna start it somewhere like who gonna donate a hundred dollars a day no he started at ten thousand i said oh he should have started at ten ten dollars right <laughs> yeah, but he was going down he was going down he had to go down real far to get where i would buy my <laughs> got to sneak out the back that day. <laughs> they never, they never even got to my price range. No, they did. They never. Honestly, they didn't. Cause they, they <laughs> this I think was after I lost my job, and they was talking about ten thousand dollars. I was like, look, you know what? I think this is time for me to leave. <laughs> yeah, once they stop, that's that's pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much pressure for me. Do that. Mm-hmm. But they would do you said they were doing stuff in the community though yeah they were doing I mean, I guess you need ten thousand dollars if you're going to fix up houses i mean they re, re, re um modeled the inside of the houses the houses were beautiful they were in the hood they were in east baltimore where i worked but i was like these are beautiful homes and the whole point of it was they wanted to get you know people from our church or put christian influences so i do respect my church for that that i was going to i haven't been in forever because they a lot of the like miniature pastors i don't know what you call them see this is how i'm not a church person i call them a miniature pastor i don't know deaconess <laughs> whatever the heck you call them they were actually <laughs> living pastor. the mini pastor I'm tired. They were living in the houses in the hood, though, and I'm like real, real hood. Like I'm talking about like the most dangerous block in our freaking area. And I remember one day, my my good friend Julie, um, that I met through the church, and she's like a really good friend of mine. She's awesome. But one day, and this is when I was a cop, she was walking home from work. She was a school teacher in East Baltimore, and one of the people who had a home that was in the hood and she was walking and I guess all the guys in my district white and black officers was like this is crazy white chick that just walks through the hood at any time of day and night and so I was like really so one day I'm doing my normal patrol and I see her and she's like the whitest white girl she's the sweetest girl she's not racist she's cool and like down type black white person but you don't know that by looking at her so she's walking through the hood in her like school teacher outfit with a bag and a laptop bag right on the back of it just walking around i'm like what the fuck i said oh no i know that ain't julie so I pulled up, I said, what the hell are you doing she's like i'm walking home tanya i was like oh my god i said you are a robbery waiting to happen get in my car please so but yeah they they my church is thorough like they believe in the word and what they're saying and they are in the streets like that but yeah if they weren't doing all that i wouldn't be giving no money you better not ask me for my money either yeah. So it's not just enough to uh, to judge a church by their money collection practices, but I guess also to see what they're doing with it. You really can't be too mad at a church that's yeah usually that's really taking that money and putting it back into the communities yeah. that uh, that they're sitting amongst. Yeah. Now, Pastor riding around a Bentley in a zoot suit. Zoots. You got that naming uh naming got that fresh conkaline. You know, um Manny one day ran into Jamal Bryant and he had like I think he actually had a Bentley and you know, Manny works in the hood too, so he's like he went was outside and he saw this you know, going in the Royal Farms and he saw the Bentley and was like, Damn, that's odd to be a Bentley parked in the hood like this. It was fresh. He walks inside and it was wintertime and he's like Jamal Bryant standing in there in a full length fur coat and like you know the pimp shoes <laughs> and Manny was like it's you from TV he's like yes brother it's me so <sighs> anyway let me leave him alone 
that damn Jamal Bryant. Showtime Jamal Bryant. But if you're doing the right thing, that's what I call his ass, Showtime. That's what you call him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. Well, this has been an interesting episode of Just Thinking Out Loud, a podcast where we just talked about all kinds of bullshit today. We started out talking about... Some other stuff And now we're talking about Donating to the church <laughs> Yeah you got a little bit of everything people That's how we do Didn't you, know. you. Didn't you? Again <laughs> you can follow us on twitter At JTOL media Also on just thinking out loud um, Media page on facebook and the nerdy black chicks talk radio show page there's all kinds of interesting stuff that we put up on that page yeah so please you know if you see something say something and get into a conversation with us we'd love to hear your feedback and speaking of feedback Feedback. we gotta send a special shout out shout out to mr kevin wood who what did he respond to we were talking our our last show was it the last show? What did we talk about in the last show? <laughs> oh, Lord. You see what happens when we up this damn late? <laughs> what did we talk about? And, and you know... Uh, it wasn't... So it was after... Was it after... It, was, it wasn't Rachel Dolezal. It was the one after that. And we talked about the Confederate flag. And yes, we were talking about because they've since brought it down from the uh, they gave it a nice little home going service at South Carolina, uh, the state building, and they laid it to rest. And they they had a uh, voice and men came and sang at at, mm-hmm. at the uh, service. And mm-hmm. yeah, some people say a few good words to eulogize mm-hmm. the, uh, the Confederate flag. But uh, Mr. Kevin Woods, who always seems to have something nice to say about our podcast. Let me tell you something. Um, Them breaks when you don't see a podcast from us because things are going on and things happen. And and we enjoy doing it. But when someone has something to say in response, whether you agree with us or not, whether you find that you have a different perspective because we came at whatever topic from a different angle, like that, that makes our day to know that not only are we being heard, but that there are people who are listening and are willing to have a dialogue with us about these things. And we may not always be right. And that's fine. But Mr. Kevin Wood's been a loyal listener. An awesome listener. A great fan. We appreciate you. We want to make sure that we give you. That we want to uh, honor you. Right now in your respective place. <laughs> in your respective place. Who the hell? <laughs> Wherever you is right now. Wherever, wherever it is. We, we seriously want to thank you for listening and actually giving thoughtful feedback. You know what I mean? Because you feel like, sometimes you feel like, well, is anybody, can anybody hear us? <laughs> Do you actually hear, you know, are you listening to what we're talking about? Do you give thought? And for you to actually take the time to give us a, you know, a reply and talk to us about your feedback, it means so, 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 so much to us. So thank you. Yes, and also, too, I want to thank, um, again, 
Michael Wright and his lovely wife, Kimberly Nicole, who had me on for uh, the Something in Common podcast. Awesome podcast. I love podcasts that are hosted by couples. Yeah. Because they, they always have that cute kind of dynamic. They're going back and forth or whatever. Aww. But... Hey, she's always commenting on something on the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk radio show page, giving us feedback. Um, Marquetta Burrell. Uh, man, you know what? It's like I almost want to run a list of names that are always popping up and saying something. Um, I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Gina, J-Y-N-A. I'm always seeing her name popping yeah, up. Always on our Facebook. Yeah, on our page. And, and there's been some new, you know what we're gonna have we're gonna have to do a shout out show mm-hmm. and like just thanks for the feedback show because we do appreciate it. it makes our show better believe it or not like we do look for you guys and we desperately desperately want to hear from you because it, it tells us how we should do the next show so we're trying to improve oh gosh, she, said, she said desperately I'm not too proud to beg I am you know I'm like who the uh, yeah. I'm TLC I don't mind begging for for feedback because it helps and if you guys can help sisters out by giving your feedback you know giving us a or if, even if you disagree with it because there's one guy on there i think michael i want to say michael but i'm not sure flood or he you know he always disagree with my points every point i made he always disagree with it but still it makes you think and that's what we <laughs> He's awesome, though. He's awesome, and it's good to you because it makes you think. You can't have someone agree with everything, you know. So thank you. Um. So I'm looking like right now, and please go to the Nerdy Black Chicks Talk Radio Show page. And I didn't know. Wait a second. You posted something on here about this uh Michelle and Barack movie. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. But my girl, what's her name? Pika Sumter. Who plays in um what's that um what the heck have is haves and the have nots that girl is bad she was in um uh get on up the um James Brown movie I love her she's amazing she has a great body she's playing Michelle and some other guy some guy I don't know who he is is playing Barack mm-hmm he's cute too. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have to watch that. Oh, oh! Before we go off, guys and ge- well, girls, Chocolate City is on demand. On um, I'm about to watch it right now. Please. And let Hold me tell me. you, it is very cheesy, but you will be glad you watched it. Trust me. I want to get my ones. I want to get my ones. And then, um, what's his name? Because everyone's in it. Jari, the guy who played Spawn, and he's always in like those action movies. He's in it. Um what's his name the male model what's it? Tyson Tyson Beckford's in it he plays oh I don't want to give you the characters if you gotta watch it he's in it Genuine's in it with his silky self I mean and the star Did he get himself together wait a second yeah. Genuine was acting kind of weird in there uh was what it was him and Tyrese and Tank mm-hmm T- TTG, TTG, what was the name of the 3LT or some, something. 3LT, goodness gracious. <laughs> Sorry. Where Lord. the L come from? I don't know what I'm talking about. You want to add it? 3LT. You know what I mean, y'all. You know what I mean. Yeah, that group with all the guys in it. So, um, but yeah, uh, Beckford was in it. Genuine had a, I think he had a body double because I've seen him in person. I don't know if he got abs. Does he have abs like that? Yeah, he did. Never mind. But the star of the show. <laughs> 
the star, the little because honestly, all the stripper movies. And I'm sorry we went from church to closing to me bringing up a stripper movie, but I'm sorry it's just in my head right now. Every if you've seen um, Players Club, it's this. If you've seen Magic Mike, it's the same exact same movie. You put Diamond and you just make in in Magic Mike change Diamond into a white guy. If you put it in Chocolate City, change Diamond into a black guy. Same story. Same exact story. I gotta strip my way through college, oh guy. <laughs> okay. Alright, that was it, guys. Uh, me and my mom are gonna go see Magic Mike. Oh, we went okay. to see it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Oh, it wasn't? I went with my girl from opening day at 11 o'clock in the morning. That theater was packed. And it was funny because I didn't have any money at the time. And I asked Manny, I said, Manny, can I go to the movies to see Magic Mike? And he just looked at me. So he gave me the money in ones. He said, here's your stripper movie money. <laughs> Here. <laughs> I love my and it was well Oh, it worth was well it. worth it. Girl, let me tell you. So, yeah, see Chocolate City, guys. It's on demand. It's free now. I don't know how I feel about that, though. What? Well, okay, so Magic Mike, a bunch of white strippers, including Matthew McConaughey, who's about 138 years old. Mm-hmm. So you go to the movies and you pay to see these you know quite attractive white guys on the stage but then chocolate city on demand on bep like that's yeah. just it no, makes I me feel some kind of way. it does make me feel some type of way too and you know that's why i wanted to see chocolate city it first came on demand and you had to pay 5.99 and i was gonna pay the 5.99 but my mother my future mother-in-law was in town for a week and so <laughs> i wasn't watching watching no chocolate city with her <laughs> so anyway <laughs> I never thought about it again, and then I was on BET Tonight on demand looking for the game, and I was like, wait a minute, Chocolate City, and it's free? But I will say this, it is cheesy. So when you see it, don't be surprised and be like, this is kind of cheesy. D-Ray's in it, the comedian, but it is kind of cheesy, but it's it's good. And it's going to be a part two, I think, the way it ended. Like Magic Mike had a sequel. Oh, and they were down in Magic Mike in it, too. They were like, you see, Magic Mike, they stole it from us. Who you think is the originators of a stripping? I said, oh, Lord, I love this movie. It's the good kind of cheesy. I went to strip night at uh, Choices. Oh, you went to Choices? Oh, I used to go to that all the time. Yeah. Did you see Teddy Bear? Yeah, I seen Teddy Bear. (laughs) 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 Did you see Chocolate Thunder? That was my boy. I saw, uh, when I went, it was the Rough Riders. Yeah. Okay, I, I was going, that was that was back in the day. I'm telling you, I used to yeah, go Yeah, that was back in the day. Yeah, well, Teddy Bear, like, sent me to the bar. I had to go to the bar after that. Jeez, they had, but Choices is like a, well, it was fun. It's a raunchy strip club. But I, I yeah. used to go to strip clubs a lot. He was 400 pounds, though. You know what? He performed, and then the real skinny one went on after him. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, they were like, clear the road, clear the road, clear the road, teddy bear coming through. And I'm like, what, what? They're like, move out the way, move out the way. And they're like, give it up for a teddy bear. <laughs> He's really a teddy bear. He literally he was a teddy bear. He come parlaying through the crowd and yeah, got up on stage with mm-hmm. his fishnet sweater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you got fishnet, fishnet t-shirt and all that 
fluff and stuff was bulging out he through the holes care. in the fishnet. He didn't care. And they were still throwing them dollars. Because you know what? Now that I've gone, I go to, I frequent male and female strip clubs. And men do not have to do what women have to do in strip clubs. All the men have to really do is kind of have like a storyline. You're the cowboy. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're doing a whole bunch of shit. You're not on a pole. You're just shaking, you know, doing a little bit of something here and there. But women, oh my God, you got to climb poles. You got to have a cute outfit. You got to show your twat once in a while. Who knows? But men, you really don't have Did to do you much. Say twat on a podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> but men, you can be a 400 pound stripper. How old are you? I'm tired. <laughs> That's my word. What's wrong with twat? What is wrong with twat? <laughs> Okay, guys, we were trying to end this. I don't know why this happened. Okay, my bad. So I'm going to stop there because I did say twat on our podcast. Yeah, that pretty much ended the show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. All right, we're going to end on that note. (laughs) No, we're not. We can't end on that one. (laughs) That's a terrible thing to do. Oh, my God. Is that an an anti-feminist word? Can you say that? Well, I'm sorry. Please, feminists, don't attack me. Is that offensive to cooters <laughs> all over the what? world? <laughs> Can we say cooter? Sometimes it's a twat. You know, I'm just saying. Who came up with that word? I like twat. It's better than, like, saying, <laughs> I'm not going to go on a list of what it's better than. All right. We need to stop. This conversation is taking a turn for the word. One of my girls. Oh, one of my girls, she said something about a cool pappy. I was through. What the hell is a cool pappy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. My bad. That's an old people way of saying it. Oh, Lord. Hey, all up in the cool pappy. The cool pappy. Oh, I like that. You got to show your cool pappy? Come on. See, female strippers got to do everything. The cool baby. How could that ever be a nice way of saying that to anybody? <laughs> if you are not a sixty-three-year-old former player, cool baby. Yeah, that cool baby. <laughs> yeah, all up in that cool baby. <laughs> Can we stop this conversation? Because a club song just popped into my head, and that's a whole other conversation. What song? <laughs> Oh God. I don't want to know what song is it. What song is it? <laughs> Girl, you know you got the bombing cock. Uh, put your hands in the air, but you know how to work that cock. Put uh, your hands in the air. So Baltimore people, you know, would think cock is pussy, but cock is dick. And I remember a friend of mine when I was in the police department saying, you know. You know the girl, she had the bomb cock. And the guys looked at him like, what? (laughs) And he was like, you know the bomb cock, like the song, you know. And I was like, oh, God. That's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. Oh, Oh, man. All right, yeah. You bomb. What? Now I got to go on there. Are you the bomb? What? Excuse me? (laughs) Okay, well, okay, so we. Oh, my, 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 my,
You gotta play club music on our music break on this episode. I think I might have to. What? You know you're the ball. Right. Miss Tony said, "How you want to carry?" Miss Tony said, "How you want to carry?" What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Mm, mm. <laughs> hey, right. you knucklehead! <laughs> Don't let me down. You must be real big too. Santa, Northern Peapod, Kite, Orange, Black House. Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Murphy, Holmes, uh, EA, Green, Mount, Barkley, Emerson, and Pulaski. Okay, I'm stop. That's it. I'm done. We gotta end this now before we have a whole new We done ripped everybody. Before we have a whole Woo! new show. EA, EA. Woo! Get fucked. Out, out my way, bitch. Out my way, bitch. Out my way, bitch. Ah. trying to get through. <laughs> Lord. Oh God, I love my city, man. Oh man, what's the what's the other one? Uh, oh, what's that? Who that is? I was, you know what? Who that was, is? That's just my baby daddy. Who that is? <laughs> That's just my baby daddy. <laughs> I was thinking, shorty, you fat. Make me wanna hit that The way your body moves You see it now It's off the hook I'm trying to go Take a bite of my Tahoe Okay Alright let's stop <laughs> Oh lord They won't now With the old head said Party is crap earth is Drinking is still Thursday Oh now to give me with your eyes See we could do this all night This is why we have to stop <laughs> Baltimore, Baltimore music. Then mm, I went to UMBC and got introduced to the world of go-go. Oh, isn't that a scary thing when you first see it and you don't know what it is and you kind of like cover your ears so you don't have to hear the nonsense, but it just takes over you? Uh, I dove into all of it. I'm from the country, so Baltimore shit was crazy, but I ain't care. I dug it. Go-go, I dug it. I think it was better than listening to bluegrass. <laughs> I mean, we don't listen to bluegrass. This is really... Let me stop fucking with my little town. Mayberry is really not that bad. We do not listen to bluegrass. <laughs> now, see, we took it all the way from strippers to bluegrass. We gotta go. This is what happens after high tidies and bullshit because we can wander all night. You guys are gonna be listening to us talk about some random shit forever. <laughs> no. Oh, Lord. Okay. At least I plus record this time. Yeah. Shit, let me check. Don't do that because I swear I won't talk to you for like a week. <laughs> we only talk every couple weeks anyway, it's fine. Oh damn. <laughs> no, I did. It says I have the option to stop recording, and it says that we are live. Anyway, I want to thank you so much for listening to the show again. Leave us some feedback. Go to Stitcher or iTunes. Drop us that five-star review and say, hey, you know what? We love you, girl. Yay. And uh, call us on our uh, voicemail, 515-999-JTOL. And hit us up on our email at jtolmedia at gmail.com. Any closing words? Because I'm probably going to end up editing a good chunk of that out. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> no, that was it. We did too much, as usual. 
way too much. Now I'm going to watch Chocolate City and uh, go to sleep watching that. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Been a great show. Thank you so much for listening. And whatever time it is that you are listening to the po- Look, I can't even get my words out now. See? <laughs> Combination of tired and... Tidy. Tidy. <laughs> The tired and tidy episode. Yeah. Is that what we'll call it? Anyway, whatever time it is, good afternoon. uh, Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, goodbye, and good night. This is my Paula Dean impersonation. You know what? <laughs> oh, that was fun. You're gonna have so much, so much fun editing that. I am Lucy, <laughs> Lucy, Lucy Ricardo, and I had my son dress up, and put on brown makeup. It's not racist. Cubans look like that. <laughs> oh God, you stupid. I'm I'm Paula Dean and I'm not racist. <laughs> oh God, we should have talked about that too. I'm just a bigot. <laughs> Girl, I'm not dealing with your ass. I'm going to now bed. Now go over there and make me go ahead. Go and rock them cornrows, Kylie Jenner. It's okay. <laughs>